0: Let's go, let's go, has been a little bit we took the week off while i had my buddy neil in town no and there was a 22-hour coup in russia that failed uh anything else going on with you
1: no not really
0: man watch any good movies while we were not watching movies regularly
1: um well I just kind of caught up on some of the newer releases I watched. Um John Wick four, which is remarkably similar to the other three John Wicks.
0: <laughs> Alright, so let's let's go through this quick if you can. Do the yep. old five star rating and did you like it? You got that for your uh, John Wick Four?
1: I'd probably give that a Three mainly because I like the choreography, the story, or and all oh, that's nothing special. The acting is decent. It's got uh, oh, Bill Skarsgård in it as one of the main villains, as a Frenchman mm. actually. And Ew. It, yeah, he does pretty good. Yeah,
0: but pretty much on par with all the other ones.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's slightly better than. Which is rare for a fourth edition in a series, but
0: yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty consistent with people. I watched the first one and thought it was fine and never ended up watching the other ones. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I disliked it or anything. I just don't know if it appeals to my sensibilities as much. Maybe one day I'll get around to it. What else did you watch?
1: Uh, I binge watched all of Black Mirror episodes. Mm.
0: These are the newer ones that got released, or something yeah. like that. Yes,
1: the newest season. I think it was released. I don't know, maybe a week or so ago. And uh, they're okay. You know, they're they're moving slightly away from the sci-fi stuff. I mean, it is still sci-fi oriented, but they're moving it more into like an episodic. Um, similar to like, say the, um, twilight zone kind of thing. Hmm. I just, but it was okay. You know,
0: not as much sci-fi, just kind of weird concepts. Yeah. Like,
1: uh, one of them, it has like a, like a, a demon theme and one of them has like a werewolf theme. So it's not strictly sci-fi anymore.
0: Oh, huh. that's interesting, because uh, in a weird way, there was plenty of uh, black mirrors that had an effect on me, like the uh, Prime Minister Pig Fuck One, and yeah. you can record stuff with your eye. So that guy that has mm-hmm. his like wife cheat on him, and he just keeps reliving it or whatever. Yeah, uh, but generally stuff like that, like dystopian future sci-fi. It's interesting i don't I don't like it much it's not that I don't think it's good it's just it makes me feel icky yeah and I tend to be a glass half full positive about technology in the future so yeah. so there's I guess maybe I've had like f- friends in my life that get really dystopian really quickly with technology and like oh see it's if humanity just went back to being pri- like primitive it would be all good and I'm like ah oh, yeah all the rape and murder and worshipping ancient gods yeah that was great <laughs> but so yeah i don't know it's it's another one that doesn't initially scratch my sensibilities so i don't tend to watch them so i'm intrigued by the werewolf thing do you feel like they yeah. pull it off
1: Um, it's not bad. I mean, as far as the litany of shows there are out there, I, I'd say it's in the top half of, you know, good, good shows. I think it's worth watching. And I mean, a few episodes, you know, don't really hit, but that's just the nature of anything that's episodic like that. Yeah, and you no, know, they're just nice little self-contained stories. I like shows like that. I like, you know, the Twilight Zones and the, the X Files and that kind of thing. Because I mean, it, even if the the episode's not great, it didn't waste a ton of your time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you like this new season of Black Mirror more than most of American Horror Story?
1: Yes, I would say that.
0: All right. It's pretty. Like American Horror Story, I found moments where I enjoyed it, but ultimately felt it was kind of like trashy TV.
1: Yeah, and, and it kind of seemed to fade as it went. It yeah. started off a lot stronger than it's been.
0: Yeah. I think the last thing I watched of that was the election year one. And it was like the first episode. I'm like, I. Yeah. I don't wanna be in the headspace of this. Yeah. Like uh Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll get around to a Black Mirror episode. Um maybe you can show me some key ones. Uh yeah.
1: Have you seen the other seasons?
0: I've seen episodes here and there. Maybe I've no, seen okay. the whole thing of the first season or something like that. Um and That is kind of an interesting thing, like the more we get into this like golden age of television and there's just so many options and everything. And it really seems like some shows are just so much better than a lot of the movies that are getting put out these days. Yeah. I'm still at the end of the the day, more of a movie guy. And yeah. Yeah. I, I have grown a little tired of the stringing me along of TV Always like a little bit of a cliffhanger every episode or what's going to happen next season. And so I have been more into like, you know what? I don't know if I give a fuck. I'm down to jump in and watch one particular episode if it has a somewhat of a contained story. So I heard on one podcast I listened to um, Sunday Papers, these two older kind of boomery comedians I like. Greg Fitzsimmons mm-hmm. and oh uh, man, I always Mike Gibbons. Mike Gibbons, I think I always forget his name. But mm-hmm. they were talking about one episode on the show uh, Last of Us, mm-hmm. where it was the gay romance episode. Oh yeah, yeah. That they were like, you should just go watch that, whether you want to watch this whole series or not, just because that episode is so fucking good. So I've thought about watching yeah. that and then a couple other key episodes. I remember with the show House of Cards, there was one really obscure episode where they have Tibetan monks in the mm-hmm. White House doing a piece of art and it's the type of art where you like do it in sand and then after you create this masterpiece, you um, let it go into the river you destroy it at mm. the end of it. And like the metaphor of that. I couldn't tell you the details now because it was years ago when I watched it. But I just remember that particular episode having an impact. And uh, yeah. Or Seinfeld's The Contest, you know? Classic standalone episode. <laughs> <laughs> Master of my own domain. But uh, it, yeah, sorry. That was a little bit of a tangent. But I think I'm down to like Check out some black mirrors and this and that without investing in the entire season yeah i I think we might have talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm having a hard time deciding how and when I'm gonna get into uh succession, yeah, it hasn't really grabbed me so far, given I'm only two episode two or three episodes in,
1: mm, mm-hmm.
0: so. I don't know. It is. It's like another one of those things where it's like a bunch of rich fucks moaning and bitching. I don't. I don't know if I care. <laughs> but they are. It's well acted. It's funny yeah, at times. Yeah. How far have you the gotten subject,
1: in there? Oh, six, seven episodes or so. I've been kind of slow walking it. Yeah. It hasn't really grabbed me either. I mean, I I recognize that it's extremely well done. Mm-hmm. But. It's the subject matter is just not terribly interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fine. Like I mean, another example I can think of, I think, is the Queen. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people like that and are fascinated by it, but it's like I could sort of care less about the subject because I just I do I have a kind of a distaste for monarchy and like royalty like that, mm-hmm. and unless it's like covering a very significant event in like the 1400s or something like something I kind of don't know about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like I remember doing kind of a deep dive. Like what's a good show or a movie. And maybe you got an answer that I couldn't find about the French revolution.
1: I mean, besides lame is <laughs> yeah, because lame is is not <laughs> and that, the
0: not the filter I want that through. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, I mean, I'm sure they exist. I I can't think of one off the top of my head.
0: Oh, so this is skipping ahead to movie news news ish type territory, but it is like old news. So mm-hmm. I, I we could just talk about it now. But you've seen all the details about. Um, Joaquin Phoenix playing Napoleon?
1: Yeah, in Ridley Scott's new movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by that. So yeah, there's like... that. That's a bit of a tangent there, but... The Queen, I don't really give a fuck. But it's like... Alright, uh, Napoleon, Joaquin Phoenix, a movie? I'm a little more into it. So certain things I like in movie form... Maybe if there was a movie called The Queen and it's played by, I don't know. is it a Judy Dench in the show?
1: I think so. I haven't seen the show. Yeah, I don't even know. But that that wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah, so a movie about The Queen starring Judy Dench, I don't know if that pulls me in. Unless it's, like, directed by Fincher. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening again. Or, like, whatever, but... Uh, was there anything else you watched worth mentioning?
1: Uh, no. No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Well, then let's bust through some of the weird, wacky bullshit we watched while Neil was here. And we're just, I'm gonna do brief overview and rating and see if you've watched it. I'll let you know if you should check it out. So, first thing we did was we watched the stuff. That I was like, all right, gotta show you guys this. And have we we watched
1: that together? Yeah, you and me watched it. Yeah.
0: And they were like busy doing something, so they didn't watch it. And I was like, there you're gonna love this. And particularly the the little boy being shocky, I was like, see, that's you, (laughs) (laughs) shocky. Just, you won't try the stuff like the rest of it. And we were like saying, it's like, yeah, this is just like us with Arby's. It's like, come on. Shocky, they have the meats. Eat it. And he's like, no! And <laughs> um, so they ended up liking it. They questioned... Oh, I'm me. glad. And I was like, <laughs> no, trust me, you're gonna fucking dig this shit. It's, it's not only like a weird, funny B-movie, even C-level movie. It like has this weird message that you'll dig. So then... Neil showed us stepsister from Planet weird which we've discussed the the decoms the Disney comedies this one at some point we're gonna probably have to show you because it is particularly funny and like really weird um, it might be one of the best ones I've seen it's definitely like stupid but
1: well it's a decom
0: yeah but it's like particularly (laughs) weird and i mean it's stepsister from planet weird so it works but like some of the the narrative choices they make like the way they unravel the plot and change perspectives and just the acting choices since basically one side of this family is aliens it's kind of funny um yeah so, I gave that three stars out of five, and I liked it. Uh, then I showed them the movie Uninvited. Did I ever show you that, or have you seen that?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to look it up here. Um, probably not. The name doesn't sound familiar.
0: Yeah, it's a 80s, low-budget movie, where half the film is teenagers sneaking onto a boat with these rich Miami vice type drug dealers. And so there's that part, it's like weird crime thrillery this and that. Mm-hmm. And then also a cat sneaks on board that's a mutant poisonous cat that has a cat a weird mutant monster cat inside of a regular cat and it'll like come out of its mouth and attack people. And it can like <laughs> Um, poison like the food source and stuff so it's like if it touched any of the food and somebody eats it like their neck will swell up and all this crazy shit so it's, it's weird because all the cat stuff the yeah the poisonous cat stuff is awesome like just that perfect kind of like terrible old horror movie kind of stuff
1: yeah.
0: stupid like hilarious low budget stuff weird action choices and then it then it devolves into sort of funny, coked-out 80s teenagers and weird, creepy drug dealers hitting on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it? that one and a half stars, and I like it a lot.
1: Was that a TV movie, or did that ever make it to theaters?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it would have been theaters, probably limited release, because... 1988, I don't know if they had, like, straight-to-DVD type stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, no DVD, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Did they ever put old shitty movies just directly out on VHS?
1: Yeah, they probably started that around the late 80s, early 90s. Because yeah. Disney had a run of direct-to-video stuff okay. around that time. And they probably popularized it, but I'm not 100% on that.
0: All right, uh, yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure about the background on it. I just remember the Red Letter Media guys watched it. I saw a couple clips of the weird puppet mutant poison cat coming out of a regular cat. Oh yeah, that that's one thing of note is that they don't ever have natural sounds of the cat. They just have preloaded cat noises on like a keyboard. So whenever the cat comes into the frame, it's like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> It's like, whoever's doing it is just overdoing it. Like, just hitting it the whole time the cat's on screen. It's insane. But it's like one of those perfect bad movies to me. So I highly recommend it. If you're in the mood for that kind of thing, obviously, watch it with a group of friends. You'll have a way better time. Yeah. Then... I may or may not have taken some fun substances and turned down the volume on the movie Kung Fu Master Named Drunk Cat, and we may or may not have done the old uh, Dark Side of the Moon with the uh, Rizzer Oz type thing <laughs> with uh, Gamma Pa. It's, uh, it's a thing we may or may not enjoy doing from time to time. <laughs> it's just like Gamma Pa and Kung Fu. But as far as that experience went, I can't speak for the dialogue music or anything. But in terms of the plot you could tell that was unraveling and the kung fu in it, it was really good. And it went with the music great. So mm-hmm. I would recommend watching Kung Fu Master Named Drunk Cat with Gamma pa as your audio. But that's just me. And we then oh, I don't know if I told you, guess what showed up in the mail? I don't
1: know. Oh, you got the your Korean version of the
0: Of the Chase.
1: The chase, yeah. Yes.
0: So we watched that and I I loved it. And it did the exact same thing it did to me when my buddies Jeff and Tucker showed it to me. Like it starts out, and you're like, This is kind of corny like what what is this? Mm-hmm. and you're like, already like it's at right from the get go, it, it starts to move, it's one of those movies, it's just pedal to the metal the whole time, and yeah, it's just it's all about how it just keeps one one upping itself and then adding. Wacky character to wacky character to wacky character, and it's sort of a commentary on the overblown news coverage. Of, yeah. Yeah, like if there's a chase on TV, like they'll overblow it. One thing. Oh, man. I'll have to look this up yourself, the listener, because I'll probably get the dates wrong. But this movie came out in June or something. Maybe you can look this up while I'm talking about it. Uh, Just see when it came out. Yeah, The Chase 1994. And the whole plot of it is Charlie Sheen kidnaps this rich girl who's essentially like the daughter of Donald Trump on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And so not only is he like on the road running away from the cops, he's kidnapped the daughter and so the news coverage just blows up and it, there's Anthony Kiedis and Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in a car like trying to vigilante and get him and there's uh, Rollins, Henry Rollins is a cop chasing him like and then he has a camera crew in the backseat of his cop car like the show Cops mm-hmm. and um, so it's this overblown televised car chase movie essentially and what's funny is that I think a couple of months later in October, so this is where I'm not sure on the dates, uh the OJ chase happens. Oh. In the White Bronco. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was released on March fourth, nineteen ninety four.
0: The chase was? Yes. Okay, so then maybe if you want to look up the OJ White Bronco chase. When did that happen? But they were like... It was one of those weird things. We kind of talked about it like... Wag the dog. Where they're talking about the president trying to create a military conflict in order to cover up a scandal. And then it happens right after.
1: (laughs) Uh, June 17th was the OJ.
0: Okay, yeah. June. Uh, So I was thinking Chase was June. But alright. So yeah. The chase is march. And then OJ decides to do this wild, highly televised, overblown police chase in a white Bronco. <laughs> and it's just like, I love stuff like that. It's just so weird, like life imitating art or vice versa. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that is a tangent, but a worthwhile one. Overall, as the movie goes along, I see Shocky and Neil getting more and more into it. And I was just like, sweet, the movie has the same effects, like when you show it to people. Like obviously it's a particular (laughs) taste and style, but by the end of it they're like, Yeah, that's like a really fun movie. And it's just like, yeah, exactly. It's it wins you over by the end of it of just being this quirky weird little thing. And uh only other note on that is the Korean. Somebody let me know that it roughly translates to Time Bomb Man. (laughs) So, yeah, the title on the cover is Time Bomb Man. Anyway.
1: (laughs) When was Speed released?
0: I want to say, I'm going to guess. You should look it up. Let's see how good my trivia arm is. I'm going to say 1992.
1: 94.
0: Fuck. All right. They were both 94 then, huh?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they uh were trying to kinda of copy each other.
0: <laughs> I what did they call that in Hollywood? Maybe that's another thing for you to look up while I go over these. Uh they're like sister films.
1: Yeah, like Ants and a Bug's Life and Yeah Um
0: Volcano, yeah. Dante's Peak, um Armageddon, Deep Impact. So I wonder if, yeah, that could be, these could be sister films. And when I was reading up on sister films, this was years ago, so Mm -hmm. it roughly, a lot of the time, is because a lot of these scripts get passed around Hollywood and reworked and revamped. Yeah, And so then studios will have learned that another studio is developing a movie like this and then they'll be like, "Oh, well, we don't want to buy that script, but we can totally rework and do our own version." Yeah, and it's <clears throat> so it's kind of competitive. I would say another good example of that in a more modern context. If you remember when um, Avengers did huge, and Batman or not Batman, Superman. Or Man of Steel came out. Yeah. And then Avengers was huge. And so that was like the beginning of like, wow, this whole expanded universe thing could really work. So Warner Brothers immediately went into like, well, we got to expand the Superman thing. So they immediately made a Batman versus Superman. And they announced it yeah. to like fanfare at Comic-Con. And everybody's like, wow, we're not going to get a Man of Steel 2? Just right into that. And then Marvel's answer to that was like, oh... Well, because like the whole shtick of that was the verses of superheroes, like Marvel hadn't done that yet. No. At best, there was a fight between the Avengers in the first movie, like that was for like kind of playful and fun. And almost right after Bla- Batman and Batman versus Superman is announced, they come out and announce that they're going to do Civil War.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's like just completely studios battling out on ideas like this. Um, The only thing I can say about The Chase, though, because I have read up on it, is directed by Adam Rifkin, who does a lot of B-movies. One of my favorites is Detroit Rock City. It's a very personal, nostalgic movie for me. Um, But I'm trying to find the name of the movie he did before The Chase. Um, Hmm... If I can't find it, I'll just move on. But uh, I think it's the dark backyard. And it's like a little weirder concept, a little darker, odd. And it didn't do Mm -hmm. well at all. But that was when he was given a little bit more of a budget to do stuff. And so he was bummed out by the that not doing well so he immediately is like i'm just gonna do a simple car chase movie like and just make it this simple kind of basic blockbustery type movie and um so i don't know i wonder how much of it is the reaction or interaction with speed or if that's just like hey it's 1994 let's get a some hollywood guy and just make this silly mo- little movie, because my Artur-type film didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> and all I can say is, Christy Swanson's really hot in this. And I was very into her. But I looked into her nowadays, and now she's all mega-Trumpy. And it's like, oh, goddammit.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. I guess what but that is what's also funny, is she's can they say that in the film, it's like she's like the West Coast or her, her dad in it is like he's like the West Coast Donald Trump. So yeah, maybe she was like that all along. It just didn't seem so bad back then. Yeah. Um then I'll run through the rest of these. Neil was watching this movie called Legacy. Um, I could no it was just some random YouTube video and I give it one star and I don't like it and the only redeeming factor of it is Tom Green shows up for a minute and has a very ridiculous Tom Green moment as a detective and that's all that's worth mentioning about it if you're a huge Tom Green head maybe you'll enjoy it but it was like really gross out teen comedy like I'll give you an example uh, one of the characters is jacking off a dude at a party and then mm-hmm. this other girl comes up and that she doesn't like who they don't want in the sorority so she takes the man goo and rubs it on her mouth and the girl's like tastes like post-it stamps ugh it was it was really bad.
1: Somebody wrote that down in a script.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: And we're like, "Yep, let's do that. Let's yeah. let's film that scene."
0: Yeah, that's disgusting. Let's go with it. <laughs> um then later that day, we watched Blade. But classic. We watched it while listening to the first 3 albums of Madonna because that's what the <laughs> podcast dudesy the the dude's eai as part of their patreon like they did a little side episode where it made will and chad colchin watch blade with the three first three yeah. madonnas so it's like Donna. it didn't it was funny because they loved it and they were going nuts and it did go together pretty good but as I was saying, Kung Fu Master named Trunk Cat with Gamma pa went way better. Yeah, and way back in the day when I was in high school, me and my buddies used to like get super high, and just pick one of my DVDs and an album and try to do the Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz thing. Um, I the the few I can remember off the top of my head is watch the Antonio Banderas film Original Sin with the album Big Dumb Face that one's awesome mm. X-Men 2 with $3 bill y'all by Limp Biscuit was hilarious oh. um hmm those might be the funniest ones all the other ones are pretty solid but I think those are the ones that I remember we walked away from like wow holy shit why why did that go together that well? So they were a little over enthused about that, but I will say rewatching Blade, it had been a little while since I'd seen it. Yeah. I love that movie.
1: Yeah, Blade's great.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the CGI, as they mentioned in this watch along, which I totally agreed with, is some of it's really dated and bad. But yeah. Of course. It has a charm, and they tried with it. Like, Mm -hmm. when he sticks the weird whatever UV thing in him, and their head, like, swells up and gets all red. Yeah. It's, like, kind of cool looking, even though it's, like, really dated CGI. Um, Well,
1: it was probably one of the first modern superhero movie attempts. Oh, yeah. If you count Blade as a superhero, I mean, I I think he qualifies.
0: Yeah, it's kinda... not your
1: classic like Spider-Man or anything, but yeah.
0: Well, he's he's essentially like a Batman or the Crow, sort of dark yeah. anti-hero or hero.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always remember him popping up in like the animated Spider-Man show, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, but it was definitely like. The thing that kicked off the superhero thing after it kind of died off after yeah. like Batman's not being like kind of goofy and weird, yeah, and then like they were trying stuff like the Phantom, which I still need to see, but I know yeah. that that didn't do great like it they weren't huge hits, so this is like the first one that was like, Oh wow, a bunch of people went to see this, and you you can definitely see its influence on other movies like he does the superhero landing he uh there's a lot of matrix vibes that like some scenes that are like wow that's keanu walking into the um the lobby with all the guns and stuff like almost like shot exactly the same style and um Yeah, it made me want to watch Blade 2 and Blade 3, even though I know that the 3 is pretty bad. (laughs) But, like, uh, 2 has its charm, and that's uh, Guillermo del Toro. That's Mm -hmm. one that I, you know, I don't think he takes a ton of ownership of what the end product was, but yeah, I remember it being kind of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, and my favorite in Blade is, of course, the fat computer vampire
1: oh yeah pearl (laughs) is the name yeah
0: yeah Yeah. that's so good i see more we're gonna get into the discussion a little bit so i'll save it but superhero movies need more genuinely like weird shit like that yeah not just silly goofy shit like like what what is that jesus christ like i don't know um real quick i'll barrel through the rest of these. We then watched another DCOM Lemonade Mouth. Which is the name of a band that is put together by high school kids that meet in detention. And it's also... It's not as actually sort of interestingly made like Stepsister from Planet Weird. It's Mm -hmm. just pretty fucking bad. But it is also funny. It has Michael McDonald, the... Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, the dad and SLC Punk. Yeah, um, yeah, he's like an evil principal, and he's on a Segway the entire time, for no reason. And we were almost like, "Man, did he?" Agree? The only way I'll do this film is if I get to be on a Segway the whole time. It's like really weird, and it's the. I think I'm gonna have to show it to Shocky. I might have to show it to you, but Shocky in particular, because it's a band movie. Yeah, and it's just hilarious. They're like, I don't even know what to do down here in detention, and then they just wander over to some instruments and immediately like burst into the perfect rendition, like auto tune on the vocals, all this stuff. It's like you gotta believe it, determinate Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, anyway, I don't know if I'm any good at being a musician. And then, like one of them storms off, and it's like, I suppose if you could walk up and sound like a well-produced track immediately, you might be pretty good at music. Mm-hmm. And then like they have like sh- one show where they have one guy heckle them at a pizza joint, and the band breaks up because they can't take it. And the drummer like wants to fuck the bassist. But she's like, no. And then he's like, whatever, fuck you then. <laughs> Total, like, incel. Like. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of funny moments like that, but it's pretty bad. So I gave that uh, two stars. I liked it. Blade, by the way, I give four stars. It's just missing a tiny little something for me to give it five. Yeah. Um, We then watched Chain Reaction with Keanu Reeves. Do you remember that movie? movie.
1: Oh yeah. This is one of my my childhood you know nostalgia hits. I I love this movie. I recognize all of its flaws and everything, but I I just like this one.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, that's interesting cuz uh I remember I looked it up and Keanu Reeves ended up not liking the end product. Yeah. Like he's like, what happened to the script I agreed to and it it's not what came out and So he's not yeah. a big fan. And there's stuff I enjoy about it, but it was kind of, like, weird. Like, I had a hard time following what exactly is going on. Yeah. Like, not like it's... It's just, like, I didn't I didn't feel like they thread the story that well. It's yeah. It's just kind of Keanu running that. around and, like, <laughs> this is a weird bridge action scene and then he's, like, over here and then he's over there. And... Given we were, like, watching it in the middle of the day and kind of... St- doing our own things on our phone or he's playing a game but yeah i remember i just stopped to talk to him about something like somewhere in the middle and then i came back to the movie He's was like wait what like what the (laughs) fuck happened like so i wouldn't say it was bad it was just like kind of it's just kind of weird like the technology is a little unclear
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> it is very vague.
0: Yeah, it's like is this cold fusion or like wait a nuclear fusion? I don't know.
1: Well, a, a glass of water
0: can charge all of Chicago.
1: They're extracting hydrogen from water mm. with sound waves. Yeah, that's what it is. And free
0: energy, and America <laughs> yeah. doesn't want the world to have that. Like, do you what? Do you yeah. know what that would do to the world economy? Yeah, there was just free energy all of a sudden and then charles is it brian cox that's the main dad in succession mm-hmm. he's like the big bad government guy and morgan freeman's the he's sort of a bad guy sort of like i'm just trying to make sure the economy doesn't fall apart but i'm trying to take care of my yeah. scientists too and
1: you got your Rachel Wise in it.
0: Oh yeah. In it, I'm just a am phys- just an adorable little physicist. What? Like <laughs> She's just cute as a button. And caught up in yep. all this this drama. I uh I forget the name of the movie. But there's a movie she did with Rachel McAdams, another kind of cute as a button type. But they have, like, a lesbian love scene where they're, like, spitting in each other's mouths and stuff. <laughs> and it's, like, wild. Because you're so used to those two actresses just being like, oh,
1: I'm just... Oh, yeah. Uh.
0: So when you see that, you're like, holy shit. Like, what is this? When did this get made? And it's just, like, it's totally obscure movie. I can't obviously can't <laughs> even remember the title, but... I remember being kind of blown away by that. Because I'm so used to Rachel Wise just being adorable. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a total tangent, but chain reaction, adorable <laughs> physicist Keanu being kind of Keanu. This is two years after ninety four, so he was kind of in that mode. He was like in the chase, chain reaction. What's the surfing one? Point Break.
1: Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I guess he always ups the ante on the action. Just got. Bigger and better. Game yep. Neo. Yeah, basically computer Jesus.
1: This is pre Neo.
0: <laughs> yeah, damn. Um. Then we watched the movie Monkey Trouble, where <laughs> the main bad guy is played by Harvey Keitel, essentially <laughs> doing a gypsy version of the pimp character he plays in Taxi Driver. (laughs) It's fucking, like, it's weird because he's, like, coming after this girl because she stole his monkey, but the way he stalks her is very creepy and uncomfortable. Uh, Monkey Trouble also stars Thora Birch, who it's also weird seeing her this young being all kind of like, I'm just a badass little kid just trying to teach my monkey not to steal, and like five years later she's in American beauty doing that stuff and it's like, oh that's weird And uh yeah monkey trouble's pretty dumb <laughs> It a also monkey
1: movie being dumb? No But
0: but I guess that's the thing is I love me a good monkey movie like MVP most valuable primate had a great time with it. Uh Dunstan checks in, great time with it. Um, what was it? Katie from uh, Born to Be? Was it Born to Be Wild? Uh yeah, had yeah. a great time with that. This one, it's just the Capuchin monkey is too. I don't know. It's like it's not doing exactly enough personality stuff. I think Capuchins have been better actors and stuff, like Friends or uh, Ace Ventura. I could probably think of a couple others, but I I kind of like to stick with gorillas or humans in gorilla suits or chimps and orangutans. I just something about like the monkiness couldn't have enough personality to like carry it. And Thor Birch is just obnoxious in it. Yeah. She de- I mean she does a reasonably good job, but her scream and just uh it's piercing. It's just as bad and like Hocus Pocus. It's just... This also had Christopher McDonald in it. So he showed up more than I anticipated through these movies we watched. Uh Uh And the only other thing I would say is that when Monkey Trouble came out, it was 1994, so I would have been 8 years old. And in the trailer, they played the song, What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Like, and that was right when that song was coming out. Yeah. And, like, I loved that song as a little kid. So the trailer is just like, kid finds a monkey. What is love playing? I was like, I have to see this movie. And, like, my buddy Steve was just a little bit older than me, so starting to get into, like, that's not, that's uh, it's, it's a baby movie. I can't watch that. And I never saw it until now. And then I was like, where's the What is Love song drop? They never do it.
1: Not even for, like, the credits or anything? N-
0: no, I don't think so.
1: Just for the trailer, huh? Just
0: for the trailer. I mean, at least uh, Nine at the Roxbury, they they use the yeah. song. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Harvey Keitel thing is probably, like, he is doing something with what they gave him but it is just odd because it's like eh, he's, he's creepy because he's had creepy. to
1: be just for a paycheck because I mean my like, oh he get did it he did it for his and... kids it's the classic
0: oh. like I wanted to be in something that my kids would go see and <laughs> but it's just like you wanted your kids to see you as a gypsy pimp who's, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> abusive to kids and monkeys like I don't, I don't know and that's what's crazy is this is the same somebody lined it up in the oh yeah okay here it is i found it somebody's review of this they gave it one and a half stars they go harvey keitel 1991 thelma and louise a movie we need to watch by the way i've never seen it Mm -hmm. 1992 reservoir dogs 1993 the piano 1994 goddamn monkey trouble (laughs) And then that same year, Harvey Keitel's uh, the wolf in Pulp Fiction. So he's like doing all this banger stuff, and then just somewhere in there is Monkey Trouble.
1: The most banger of them all, Monkey Trouble.
0: Oh, yeah. If they had had What is Love (laughs) playing through the entire movie. Just on a loop. So yeah, that is all the stuff I watched while... Neil was in town and I didn't watch any of it with you. I'm going to try to find a way to um, I don't know, we'll get the file or something and show you the chase. Yeah. Um, Figure it out. That was easily my favorite movie out of all of these. Given that Blade would be next, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know. I'm sorry the chain reaction didn't quite do it for me, but I'd probably go uninvited after that.
1: It's pure nostalgia for me that, you know, I was the right age. I think it was like, I don't know, seven or eight when I saw it and it was like, oh, this is so cool. So yeah, it's, it's purely that.
0: I think for me that might have been a similar thing. Would have been in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. or The Fugitive maybe maybe Air Force One but that start is, starts to become something a little different mm-hmm. but uh, one thing we did say about Train Reaction was uh, another movie that came out in the 90s that also had Charlie Sheen was The Arrival not Arrival the The Arrival do you remember that one? I don't. It's almost very similar. Like, Charlie Sheen is a scientist in this weird secret project. And then he uncovers something or makes a discovery. And he. I think in that one he discovers aliens that have already been on Earth and have been working with humans. Sort of Mm -hmm. X-Files-ish. And, but it's also this alien base that's emitting green like tons of greenhouse gases so it's also another kind of climate changey yeah 90s thriller so I was like oh chain reaction and the arrival would go together really well and then a a third one is Mel Gibson's conspiracy theory yeah which would so we need to watch conspiracy theory we need to watch the arrival
1: then we'll watch a whole series of Captain Planet
0: yep and then we will have solved climate change yep that was the thing the that we better. never did at the end of the 90s that was just going to fix it you know
1: yeah you gotta get the movies in the right order
0: yeah it's kind of like horcruxes or something like that you have to watch <laughs> it in a sequential order to solve yeah. the world but then, yeah, we talk about how there's this, you know, 20, 2012, we slipped into an alternate timeline where shit's awful and Trump won and all that other stuff. Mm-mm. But then there's the the Zetus Lapidus, what was that, Decom. um, oh, I forget, it'll maybe come back to me, but... That one, they go up into space to do a show and start a band. And in that one, at the very beginning of the movie, they're like, Chelsea Clinton is president. (laughs) And we're just like, that was what it was all supposed to be. It's like, we solve climate change, Chelsea Clinton becomes president, everything's fine, (laughs) everything got fixed. And we just live in a utopia where all we got to worry about is who's playing the big show up on the space base. We should have never seen... There
1: is (laughs) an Arrival 2, by the
0: way. The Arrival 2? Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure that wasn't a sequel to the new Arrival. No, no, no. Which, the new Arrival's awesome. That's that's an actually, like... Two years later. Okay, probably straight to DVD. I bet.
1: Oh, the first one was too. No way. Uh, it. Uh, I'm assuming based on this, but it was nominated. Oh, it won, best home video release, Saturn Award, in 1997. So it may have been. Maybe it was just a good
0: packaging though. I could have sworn know. that was Maybe. in theater, but. We don't need to waste time looking that up. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, do some quick movie news. Um, we'll go back and forth. You do one, I do one. till we run out. Um, okay. You go first.
1: Um, well, I guess I'll start with uh, Julian Sands being mm-hmm. finally declared dead after being missing for a long time. Um. If you don't recognize the name, I almost guarantee you, you know, the face. He has over 156 acting credits.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he's on TV. He's in movies. He rarely gets a lead role, but, uh, is always, you know, just a character. I, I almost guarantee you you've seen his face before. Um, you've been following the story a little better than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the, the disappearance and stuff.
0: Sure, like he's just been gone for 5 months and a couple of the people mm-hmm. that were with him, I think they found the remains before they found him, so it was it's pretty clear that that's what was going to be the outcome. Be they the outcome, they yeah. did find his remains as of today, yes. I don't know. But yeah. Uh
1: Maybe yeah. They found
0: it earlier, but that that's they, at least the first I've heard they of They found
1: remains on June 24th, so fairly recently okay. and then it was finally Positively identified.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. Manner of
1: Death is still under investigation, pending further test results. Yeah. But sad loss all around. He was he was a good actor. I, I never I don't think he ever really got his due. Like he no. I think he deserved a a lead role in something. I I mean he's always done pretty good.
0: And maybe that's all it is. Like I don't know if he's ever blown me away, but I've always Appreciated his characters and stuff. Um, yeah. My favorite roles of his, and there's plenty I haven't seen, but the scientist in Arachnophobia, I've yeah. been kind well. of quoting him ever since we watched that a couple months back. Just like <laughs> highly aggressive. And just, uh, we don't climb, Mr. Manley, we fly. And all stuff <laughs> like that. And then he's also the emotionally like fragile pimp from leaving las vegas no,
1: no
0: um and he was a snarky lovable asshole in rose red that yeah. uh, mini series of stephen king that we recently watched that's yeah something that's going to be coming up on our 2000s stephen king list i do believe yeah but uh yeah great character actor um from all intents and purposes from what i gathered he was a really good guy good family man um and yeah when he went missing it was because he was doing it in winter months that it made it difficult for the search to like be as thorough as it could have been say if it was in warmer months mm-hmm. but they do feel like happy that they were even able to find the remains so i guess that's oh the... well, yeah it's
1: it's not exactly common for someone who's been missing for that long on you know just some mountain peak
0: <laughs> sure well and he he loved hiking apparently and all that stuff so hopefully it wasn't prolonged or too painful or anything as he died yeah. doing what he loved to do so yeah rest Done. in peace to Julian Saints. go watch some of his movies um they announced the new Superman. Oh. um, It's David Cornswit. Have you ever heard of this guy?
1: Uh, I haven't. I don't think. I'll look him up. I'm better with faces than I am names, though.
0: Sure. The only thing I think I've ever seen him in or at least thought of or, like, as soon as I was reading this article, I noticed was that he was that weird, creepy theater owner in Pearl. Ty oh. West, Yeah, Pearl. Yeah. So beyond that, I don't think I've seen him in anything else.
1: Well, he so, did a good job in that.
0: Yeah, he's got a... It's got a superman type look. I, I can see he it. Does, yeah. It doesn't weird me out. Um, one other interesting part, though. I'm trying to find it in here. Um, okay, they announced Lois Lane, too. And that's oh. going to be played by Rachel Brosnahan. Do you recognize that name? I don't. She's in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and she's awesome in that show.
1: Oh, um, I do recognize her face, for sure.
0: Yeah, she's been in other stuff, definitely, but I I need to finish Marvelous Mrs. Mais- Maisel, actually. I really loved the first couple seasons, and then it kind of got a little more, like, over-the-top jokey or, like, weird, mm-hmm. elaborate setups for like comedic scenes rather than telling the story of a early female comedian in New York yeah. and such but it is a good show and she's great in it so I mean I can definitely see her playing a Lois Lane yeah. so I'm intrigued by it the fact that uh James Gunn's gonna be directing this one and that's who's Lois Lane like this is starting to come together for me Um I am kind of a sucker for Superman movies. But I like the old ones. Yeah. I did like the concepts and ideas they played around with in Man of Steel, but it's a bit too much of a Zack Snyder movie for me to love it. Yeah. But like the whole the whole controversy at the time where he had to snap Sod's neck and Superman doesn't kill like, yeah. I always thought people were, like, bitching and moaning too much about that. I was like, it was clear. He was going to destroy the whole planet. <laughs> or, yeah. like, destroy all of humanity. It's like, he gave a character, like, Superman, the worst choice you could give him. Like, but that's also, like, it's the beginning of Superman, so that probably sticks in his head even more about how much he doesn't want to kill, and that's the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, um... Yeah, and then Superman, what was that one? The one with Kevin Spacey is um, Lex Luthor, Brandon Routh. Um, I
1: can't,
0: that was with uh, the other, wow. Brian something.
1: Uh, Superman Returns, yes. Brian Ro- Ruth? Routh.
0: Routh. Routh. Yeah, and yeah that one brandon
1: brandon routh, brandon routh. yeah
0: that one it. stunk and that was also had kevin spacey the pervert as lex Luthor, and the director was brian singer the pervert so that was probably my least that's favorite. made in heaven <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hope they're like in a jail cell together at some point point making can kiss Um, that's, might be the only news thing I found.
1: Um, we mentioned this earlier, I found, uh, I mean, it's barely news, but, um, the runtime for Ridley Scott's Napoleon movie has been revealed. It's 157 minutes, so a pretty long, long movie, but it is Ridley Scott. He tends to like longer films. He makes longer films usually, so... Not exactly terribly surprising. Yeah. But I'm interested to see it. And, you know, Ridley Scott has a lot of good stuff under his belt and some that I didn't quite enjoy as much. But, you know, I'll I'll still go see his movies and I'm interested to see this one.
0: Yeah, I think he's getting a little disjointed in his old age, but he's still done so much good stuff that I'll... Yeah. I'll usually give him a shot. I think I'm done with his political thriller type stuff. There was yeah. one that I really hated. It had Mike, Michael Fassbender and Penelope Cruz in it. But there's one line that was hilarious in it. It might have been called The Informant or something like that. And they're at mm-hmm. the beginning and they're just like doing pillow talk in the bed. And that's like the sheets are moving and like they're coming in and out of the frame when the sheets are like flowing in front of the camera and then it zooms in on Penelope Cruz and she goes, I want you to finger fuck me. She says it like that and then just cuts to Michael Fassbender's face and he's like, I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) Just like the, the weird line delivery of it all. I remember dying laughing watching that with my buddy uh, Sarah and Devin and like it's just the weirdest line delivery ever of both of them maybe not ever but yeah you know what I mean um there's a lot of uh there's this article I don't really care to read it because it's it's Star Wars news and you know how that's been lately like they'll announce three oh, movies yeah. and then cancel three of them. <laughs> But they're talking about... I don't know why they're
1: announcing them at all. Sure. (laughs) Just get your ducks in a row and then tell us.
0: Yeah. But they're talking about how Ray's new movie is going to connect to the other films. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the ones that they said they're going to make most recently. James Mangold's going to make one. Um that's like the beginning of just the discovery of the force and how to use its abilities and such. So they're going to go way, way back. Mm -hmm. And I hope that Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny, probably not going to do great. Doesn't make them do the stupid studio thing where, Oh, we hired a director and his last movie didn't make $500 million. So we better fire him and start over.
1: Yeah. The bar for what success is is just so much higher now, monetarily-wise. I mean, the the bar for monetary success is is just so much higher. Yeah. It's a different playing field, for sure.
0: I guess we'll kind of close out on that, is that the the Flash is going to bomb pretty hard and is bombing. And... I think that that's. I mean, we don't need to get into the speculation of it, like because there's plenty of other movie podcasts that do that and make yeah. a whole show of it. But I think you know the the narrative is like, is it superhero fatigue or? Da-da-da-da-da? And it's like, I just think studios are getting lazy and they're throwing a throwing yeah. a ton of movie at stuff or it's a ton of movie, ton of money at stuff, would that isn't like a super thought out script, really shitty third acts. They're making movies that are supposed to be set up for other movies that are coming. Like they yep. they aren't even standalone functioning films themselves. Like I talked about Ant Man Quantumanium and just that is just a total like let's set up phase four and introduce jonathan majors as the big bad and then oops, seats looks like he assaulted a woman fuck yeah and it's like or yeah they dump all this money into indiana jones and it's like the audience for indiana jones isn't really there anymore and yeah. you're messing with the type of stuff he's like going after it's like that was kind of the issue with the fourth Indiana Jones; is they made it like aliens rather than like weird old, yeah, mythological stuff, and and so yeah, it's like they dump all this money into it, they make the movie over long, and then it doesn't make the money back, and they're like confused, and they're like, well, maybe we should just never make a, another movie of, with Indiana Jones, or totally reboot it, or whatever, and it's just like, maybe bring the budget down don't spend so much on advertising really think about the script Um, think about what you're working with maybe part of why Indiana Jones was so good was it was directed by Spielberg maybe people don't really want to go back unless it's directed by Spielberg or yeah like whatever it is and I don't know I think that is a lot of it because people clearly will go to a superhero movie if it's good apparently that second yeah. um spider-verse movie is awesome and it's doing gangbusters and then the flash is failing yeah and but i mean kind of i think pretty sure the batman was a hit and maybe not. I certainly as-
1: hope so. It was great. So I, I know I'm it was sure it well a hit,
0: but I don't know if it was as huge as they want something like Batman yeah. to be. But yeah. but that's kind of the thing. Is it's like no, it's a really good movie. Yeah, maybe they could have trimmed up the third act a little bit. Kind of ran into the usual super y type third act issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like. They kind of kept it down. They didn't try to interconnect it. They just let it be a good movie. The great director, good score, all that stuff. And it Mm -hmm. did well. The Flash just had too much baggage. And Indiana Jones, I think, has maybe a bit too much, like, leaning too hard on nostalgia and doing a modern thing. Like, apparently, there's a lot of, like, the. It's Apparently, it's different than Deepfake. It's like whatever Disney did with Luke. Yeah. It's, yeah, the weird de-aging. It's a different kind of thing yeah. than Deepfake, I guess. But and it's weird. It just... Deepfake looks better. And yeah. I don't know. There's just like awkward stuff. Like, let's make Harrison Ford young again and make him Indiana Jones. It's like, it's just awkward, man. Don't do that.
1: It's expensive, too. Why can't he just... Be older. Like, why is that a bad thing? I don't get the decision.
0: Well, I guess that's the whole crux of it, is this Dial of Destiny is like a time thing. Yeah. And it's just like, but they... they I guess we'll see. I guarantee they put that in the script so they could do that to him. And we would see young Indiana Jones again. And it's just like, I don't think anybody wants to fucking see that.
1: Yeah. We've seen it. There's three movies of it.
0: Yeah. Like... I What I wish they would have done is, like, you know, brought back... Maybe he pops up. I doubt he does. But, like, a short round. Yeah. Because he was awesome in uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Or
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. It's just these big franchise things. They, like, they pre... They front-load it with too much baggage. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess with the Star Wars stuff is... I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching a movie reaction channel and they were watching The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And I've decided I really don't like that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it it has some really great stuff in it. And I realize it's not even actually the story. It's just I do not like uh, Ryan Johnson's writing. I don't like his script writing. Like Mm -hmm. dialogue. It's... It's corny as fuck. And so it's like you could have had the exact same plot of the movie and it would've I think it just would have worked better if you had a different script writer. I am going off on a tangent, not going off on that, but I also watched a film that was going over um Lucas' treatment for seven, eight, and nine that they rejected. Yeah, and a lot of like angry star wars geeks are like they should have gone with those and not done what disney did but actually what lucas wrote is not really that far off from what's in the trilogy yeah it's just this weird stylistic writing thing with the directors and stuff so I'm i am ending this on a positive note what i'm saying is that i hope that this weird stage we're in where we got the writers strike and all these studios are like dumping money onto well-known IP and the streaming services are merging and f- fighting with each other like i hope it starts to like kind of level out and just it, yeah. it sort of does just become like streaming's just the thing now and yeah you got about 3 options and some of these like mid budget movies are coming back and they do this much money. They make us a profit and perfect fine. Like maybe bring back more political thrillers or yeah, just even stuff like maybe uh, chain reaction, stuff like that mid budget film. But, uh, I think I feel the fatigue isn't real. It's just people want a good story or a good version of something. And they want a good solid beginning and a solid end. It's kind of what we've talked about before, where it's like, you can do a Batman trilogy over and over again as long as it's good, and you get an interesting director and just change. That's like, oh, this is Fincher's Batman trilogy, or this is this one's Batman trilogy. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're... I don't think we've seen the best Star Wars movie yet. We might not see it for a long-ass time. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like how The Dark Knight came out of nowhere and just kind of blew people away. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, holy shit. Like, And I think it'll be the same with a lot of superhero films. Like, Certain characters, some director's going to get them just right. And, I don't know. I'm excited for that. I think... There's going to be some cool future Star Wars stuff, some cool super su- future superhero stuff. But I think part of that is, yeah, people need to start writing new stuff and new ideas and yeah. start telling stories that are more mid-budget or a little more from the ground up creative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you got any other thoughts for this week?
1: I don't think so.
0: Well, that was longer than i expected it to be good job (laughs) we did about an hour and 11 minutes so nice i will talk to you next week have a good one bye-bye thank you for listening to the jacob wayne show If you would like to contact us, please write us at Fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.